this computer. Okay. Hi, Daryl. I see you popped in too. Um, got you down. Um, so all things um, have been um, handed over to me by my father and no one knows the son except the father, nor does anyone know the father except the son and anyone to, to whom the son wills to reveal him. So the only way that we're able to really know about God is through Jesus Christ. And we see that um, throughout, um, throughout the Bible. Um, Hello. Yes. I'm checking in. Just checking in. Okay, gotcha down. Gotcha. Um I can't see the screen though. When I put the screen back up, I write it down. Who was that anyways? Xavier. Xavier. Oh, let the heavens rejoice. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Oh yeah, yeah, I gotta write that down. I gotta stop everything and write that down. Amen. Hi, X-Men. <laughs> so um, everything we know about God is relative and not absolute. Um, the Bible promised that we shall see him and know him face to face. Uh, while we're in our bodies in a human state, we cannot fully know him. So God, he revealed what he wants uh, for us to know at this time. Um, so when we say progressively, it means the information um, about God did not come all at once. As you see in scriptures, um, God, he revealed um, himself little, little by little um, in scripture. Okay, so... Um, in dispensations, this is when you see God um, uh, reveals himself little by little. I'm sorry. I see a typo, and I can't go no further without this typo. All right, got it now. I'm like, can't have that. Okay. So in each dispensation, it's called an economy of time. So God holds them accountable to the amount of revelation given at that time. So with each dispensation, God gives more revelation about himself and mankind is responsible and held accountable for what they know. They are only accountable for the amount of truth God releases in that time. Hey. Are we supposed to see the the PowerPoint as well? You guys well? don't see my PowerPoint? Okay, hold on. Shoot. No, ma'am. <laughs> I figured as much. That's why I asked. Yep, yep. Hold on. Man, fooey. Doing too much. Where is the screen? Ah, all right. Two. All right. Can you see it now? Yes. Boom. Okay. Sheesh. All right. Got it. So this is the, this is the definition of dispensations, economy of time that God holds people accountable um, for the amount of information that is given. Okay. Um, this is in the slide. So you, you guys can, can get that. So I'm going to show you what it looks like though, dispensation. So this is a chart of dispensation over the, the time, over eternity. So you see that, um, the first dispensation was innocence, and that happened in the Garden of Eden um, with Adam, with Adam and Eve. They were innocent, they knew no sin, they didn't know right from wrong, so therefore they were not held accountable to anything else. So um, you can see that in Genesis 1 through 3, how they lived um, in the garden, uh, not knowing you know good, good from evil. And then once 
the fall of man, once he, once he um, partook of the fruit, that's when uh, the dispensation of consciousness came. So they were conscious of the fact that they were naked. They were conscious of the fact of sin. They were conscious of the fact of good and evil. So that's when um, that dispensation came. That's when um, they're now held accountable uh, for that. So they, they bid the apples and now they're held accountable for their actions and things like that. So you see the next, the next um, dispensation is human government. Um, it's during, after the, after the flood. Yep, this phone's going off, crazy. Um, after, after the flood, this is and during the um, Noah covenant. Um, they put man under a new test um, featured by the in inauguration of human government. So the highest function um, in which the judu judicial life, judicial is taking in life. So that means that basically humans were deciding what they were going to do and things like that. And so the, actually this is still kind of going on. Um, this won't end until the second coming of Jesus Christ, actually. So the uh, world is still kind of Gentile governed. Um, and so the dispensation, um, it will overlap other dispensations. Um, so the next dispensation after that is promise. Um, this is the error um, from the call of Abram to the giving of the Mosaic law. Okay. Um, so, uh, this, this, this dispensation was under the Abrahamic covenant and was exclusively, exclusively Israelite. So what we have to understand is that in the Bible, there are only three, three audiences of the Bible. You have the world, you have the Israelites and the Israel, um, yeah, the Israelites, and then you have the church. So in the first three, yeah, in the first three going into four, uh, dispensations, God is only dealing with the world. There's no, no such thing as Israelites. There's no such thing, you know, as different groups of, of people at that time. Well, I will say this. There's no such thing as Israelites at this time. Um, so he was dealing with, with the world. He was dealing with um, everybody. And so I will say this to kind of get you encouraged to, to read further, but... Um, the Bible is only exclusive to God's plan of salvation. So the, the Bible is not the uh, know-it-all for, for history. So during this time, there were other civilization out there, except what we know as, you know, Israelites or Egyptians and things like that. There were other civilization out there, but it's not recorded in the Bible because it has nothing to, those civilizations have nothing to do with God's plan of salvation. The entire Bible is God's plan of salvation. So it's really kind of, I don't, I don't like to say biased, but it's, it's really directed um, for the Israelites and for the church. And so this, this is why you only see limited history. So you always, people always ask questions like, what about dinosaurs? And what about arch, arch, um, what about findings of different artifacts um, from different civilization that dates back before Abraham and all this stuff. Well, the Bible's not going to give you that because the Bible is exclusively about God's plan of salvation. So I encourage you all to, to look at different um, books out there about different uh, civilization and things like that, because there, there was more going on at this time, but 
you just have to really explore, get external resources to know that. So I just kind of threw that out there for you to know, to, to research or whatever. So um, like I said, with Promise, um, that's with Abraham. Um, and then we get into the law. I think everybody kind of knows about law. Everybody thought it was just law and grace, but actually there were four more before law. Um, so the law, um, it starts from Sinai when they um, became a nation at Sinai. This is when Israelites became a nation um, and then to Calvary. So that, that's the period of law. So this was a time of teaching to bring Israel to Christ and it was governed by the Mosaic Covenant. Um, I do have another chart that I forgot to give you all. It is actually a list of covenants that are mentioned throughout the Bible. So when I say uh, Noahic covenant or uh, Abrahamic covenant or Adamic covenant, you know exactly what I'm talking about. So I'm going to drop that in the, in the drop box. I forgot to put that in my notes, but it's really good to know because you're going to hear that throughout this teaching, those different um, covenants. So um, going back to the chart, um, from law, we go into grace. That is the dispensation that we are under right now. Okay, It, it began with the death of, and resurrection of Christ. Um, this point of testing is no longer um, legal obedience to the law as a condition for salvation, but the acceptance of the rejection of Christ with good with acceptance or the rejection of Jesus Christ with good works as a fruit of salvation. Um, this, uh, this era of testing of man under grace is the apostasy of professing the church, of the professing church and the subsequence of the apocalyptic judgment. So um, this time here, um, if you, if you follow the law, that means you're saved under the, under the law. Okay. But now it's switched over. Um, it's no longer just the law, but you have to believe in Jesus Christ as Lord. So that is the, the, the kind of the plan of salvation or whatnot. And so the last, the last dispensation is the kingdom. So this is the last of the order ages regulating human life on earth um, previous to the eternal state and involves the establishment of the kingdom covenant to David. Um, this will include Israel's restoration and conversion and her rehabilitation as a high priestly nation in fellowship with God and as head over the millennial nation. So I'm going to give you a quick synopsis of the kingdom. The kingdom um, is made up, made up of, of two, two, uh, two aspects of the kingdom. There is the, the inauguration and there's a the consummation. So when, when Jesus came here on earth, and was doing all the teachings through, you know, through the gospels, he was introducing the kingdom to them. So that is kind of the inauguration part of the kingdom um, aspect. Um, as you see in Matthew, Matthew is basically the, 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 um, the gospel that is really kingdom heavy, because you see him say, you know, the kingdom of heaven is like this, the kingdom of heaven is like that. He was um, introducing them to the, to, to the, um, the lifestyle of the kingdom, that you, don't, you didn't have to wait to get to heaven to experience kingdom living, that you can experience it now here on earth. And they, couldn't, they could not um, grasp that because they thought Jesus Christ was coming to take over the physical kingdom. Um, as you know, at that time, Rome was a, was a very prominent nation at that time, and so they took over... Um, 
they they were basically like the equation to Babylon or whatever. So they took over and they thought the the Jews thought Jesus was going to come and push the Roman government, Roman empire out of there. And he was going to rule and reign. So they were always waiting for, uh, for, for, for Jesus to take over. That's why you always see them asking like, okay, so when you going to take over the kingdom, when we going, we going, you know, push them out. When we going to do, you know, they were always in a, in a position of fight. If you ever study the disciples, they were always kind of in the pushing of like, let's, let's, let's take over. Let's go. Like, what are we waiting for? And so Jesus was trying to introduce them to an, a new way of kingdom. But a lot of them, they, they accepted it, but a lot of them didn't. So that was kind of like the pushback of the kingdom or whatnot. So that just kind of gave you a synopsis on that. So before I move on, are there any questions about that? I know that was a lot. So, um, any questions? Can we just leave it? Because he's already. Everybody good? I know it's a lot. Probably got like look back at it and be like, okay, what the heck she was talking about? But I did put in the Dropbox description of each each dispensation. So remember, we're in the dispensation of grace right now, and Jesus he um, taught about the. Um, the first aspect was the um, inauguration. And then when he comes back, um, that's going to be the consummation. So you're going to see the millennium reign. You're going to see all that during the second part of the kingdom. Okay. And you can read about it. Of course, that's why the scriptures are down there in Revelation and things like that. So yes, yes, yes. All right. So if there are any questions about dispensation, I'm going to move on. To, I'm going to hop back into the progressive nature, then we're going to go into Revelation. So the progressive nature, like I said before, God is revealing information to mankind about himself. You cannot know God unless he reveals it. He inspires man to write about it. So that is called inspiration. We're going to talk more about that. And he reveals himself in his plan of salvation. So we wouldn't know that we need saving unless God had revealed it. So um, in that, that's why um, you see in history that he chose the nation of Israel. We would never know why he chose the nation of Israel, but he did. And um, you see that he always was trying to, to, to uh, get them to know and to understand him. And he wanted to come, become closer. You know, he had different forms of coming closer to to the israelites you know he came here on earth he was dwelling in a tent he dwelled in the tabernacle you know he all his his whole desire is to dwell with man but israel you know they had their issues like we we read about and um and so that's why um from there he created the church and we have to understand that the church is it's made up of believing jews those who accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior and the Gentile believing Gentiles, those who accept them as Lord and Savior too. So we'll, we'll get into that maybe one day about the whole salvation of God, but I just wanted to give you kind of synopsis of it, his plan of salvation. So um, Hebrews one, one through two says in many separate revelations, each of which set forth a portion of truth and in different ways, God spoke of old to our forefathers and in by the prophets um so this is the way that god spoke he spoke to to um the prophets in in that day but in the last of these days he has spoken to us uh in the person of a son 
whom he had appointed heir and lawful owner of all things, also by and through whom he created the worlds and the reaches of space and the ages of time. So he made, he produced, he built, he operated and arranged them in order. Okay. Let me see here. What is next? Okay. So we're going to, let's see here. Hop into Revelation. So everything, um, before we hop into Revelation, I want to say this, like everything about God is told already in his word. It's just a matter of the Holy Spirit illuminating and revealing it to us. So from the Old Testament, it was a progressive. Let me, let me, let me see this. Can you, can you guys see me? Yes. Okay, good. Um, so from the Old Testament, it was a progressive incline of the knowledge of God, knowing the mind of God. It was moving up like this. So when Jesus Christ came, it plateaued um, because everything uh, was, was told through Jesus Christ. And so kind of revelation is kind of plateaued from there or whatnot after the scriptures were, been, were written. The last book was written was Revelation um, in about, I think it was like 100 AD by, um, by John. So after, after Revelation, um, that, that was it. And people were like, well, that's it. You mean God is not talking? Yeah, he, he's always talking. But slowly and surely, you, you begin to see Revelation come into play. You begin to see everything that God has written come into play. So that's when you begin to understand the timing of God. You begin to understand that um, that God's timeline is not really a straight timeline like ours. His mm-hmm. timeline is more like a circle because you mm-hmm. see everything kind of repeated every time in history. You see, especially in the Bible, you see it mentioned in the Old, Old Testament first and you see it being revealed in the New Testament. So that's when you begin to really learn more about God um, once you understand that everything that he wants for us to know is out there, it's just a matter of time for it to be revealed, to be illuminated to us or whatnot. So, all right. Let me go. Ah, okay. So, Revelation. Revelation or general revelation is an act of revealing or communicating divine truth something that is revealed by God to humans. Um, So in Revelation, there are two categories of uh, revelation. It's called general revelation and special uh, revelation. Let me see. Ha, there we go. Um, So revelation is divided into two categories. So under general revelation, is divided into two more categories. So you got immediate revelation and immediate revelation. So in immediate general revelation, God reveals himself as the glory through the medium of creation. So in Psalm uh, Psalm 19 and one, it says that the heavens are telling of the glory of God and their expanse is declaring the works of his hand. So according to Apostle Paul, God's invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature are clearly seen in what was made so that the men are without excuse for not knowing, uh, for not knowing or honoring God or giving him thanks. Um, Here's a scripture that that says that since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature has been clearly seen being understood through what what has been made, so they um, so they are are without excuse. 
For even though they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks, but they became futile in their speculation and their foolish hearts were darkened. So the earth um, shows you the work that God has done. Um, so this leaves mankind with no excuse of, of, of not knowing God and knowing who he is because the world shows us every day um, through his nature and through his creation of who he is. So in immediate revelation, God goes beyond revealing himself through mediation or of creation. Instead, he implants an innate knowledge of himself through human beings. So the apostle Paul made this clear in Romans 1 and 19, because that which is known about God is evident within them, for God made it evident to them. So there is no excuse. So um, he implants his innate knowledge of himself inside human beings. Um, you know from within that there is a higher, they always say a higher power or higher being. They know that something greater than we are that exists out there. Um, so when mankind rejects God, it leaves them with really no excuse of why you're rejecting, you're rejecting him. So there are too many ways out there um, to believe in God. Okay, so the next one, so we went through general revelation, and under revelation was immediate and immediate, so now we're going special revelation. So special revelation, God's redemptive revelation conveyed by wondrous acts and words. Um, let me see here. Special revelation is God's redemptive revelation uh, conveyed by the wondrous acts and words. In the Old Testament, it came to man in several different ways, the most prominent being that of the spoken word. Um, this is demonstrated by the uh, off-use phrase, thus saith the Lord. So you see that in scripture a lot. When um, prophets are speaking, um, and they're writing things down, they would say, you know, this is what the Lord's saying, thus saith the Lord. So God also communicated through dreams and trances, Special revelation in the New Testament is unique, that God's revelation of himself came through the incarnation and flesh of Jesus Christ, the living word, as well as the inscripturation of his spoken word. Um, the scriptures, both testament, were completed via the work of the Holy Spirit, guiding through human authorship. Uh, let's see here before I get there. So there, um, there is no more, because everything has been written through, um, has been written in the Bible through human, through humans, through human, uh, human authorship, there is no more direct revelation. Um, everything that God wants to say has already been said. So everything that has been given from the presses of heaven, now our mind must be moved to know what came from heaven. So God is not telling anybody to write this down or put it in, it will be in the Bible and all that stuff. All that is over. But you will see different religions out there that believed um, that God was still speaking. So that's how you get um, Islam with Muslims. They have their Quran because they believe that God was still speaking through Muhammad. Um, you, you see, uh, what's the other one? Um, Mormon. Mormon, they believe that God was still speaking through their leader, Joseph Smith, 
or whatnot. So you see a lot of different religions that believe that God did not just stop right there, that he still had more to say after Revelation or whatever. Um, let's see here. All right, so getting into inspiration. I think this is our last part here is inspiration. Uh, no, actually, in Illumination is the last one, so we're next to the last. Um, but before I go, anybody got any questions or comments before I go any further? I'm going a lot at y'all. Still good? Still good? Everybody still alive and well? Amen. Hey, saints of God. All right. I do have a question, Elder. Yeah. Um, you mentioned earlier, and I meant to ask you, but you uh, went on. The um, history books that we should study, do you have like a, a any that you would recommend? Why, yes, I do. <laughs> I sure do. Actually, I, I'm so glad you said that because I was supposed to give a book in the beginning. Um, uh, let me see here if I can go to it. A book in the beginning, if anyone wanted to learn more about discipleship. Um, this is a book I definitely recommend. Um, it's called Disciples Are Made Not Born. So you can you can download or purchase this. This is a really good book talking about discipleship. And hold on, let me grab a book off my bookshelf. Hold on. <laughs> Let's see here. Uh, Okay. All right. So let me put the camera back on me because I had to get back. I had to go to my bookshelf and get some books. Um, okay. Ha. Can you see me? So, oh, this book is right on tatter. You can't even see the title. Hold on. This book is um, if you want just a an overview of the Old Testament and learning about the Jewish culture, which is so interesting and so fascinating. I, I suggest that you get a book that's called Survey of the Old Testament. Um, I'm gonna put it up. No, actually, no. I have another, be I have a better. <laughs> Hold on. Hold on. Ha, let me, uh, you see my Amazon stuff, right? Yeah, I just purchased another book off of Amazon today. I don't know how to read all these books, but let's see here. Survey uh, of the New Testament. I Benware. Yep, him. So both of these, actually, New and Old Testament. This is a really um, good book here. Survey of the Old Testament. If you want to learn know more about. Um, the Old Testament. I suggest that, and I suggest his uh, his New Testament book. I actually heard him speak, so he's really he's really good. Um, both of these books here. His name is Paul Benoit Benware Benware, and he actually wrote another book that I just downloaded today. Um, because when I don't know if Khalil's online or not. But she um, asked a question. Um, nope, she's, she's not. Okay. Um, I'm here. I'm here. I, see, I see the big K now. Um, she asked a question last week about, the, uh, about discipleship, about disciples, whether or not 
you know, if you're a believer, if you're still going to heaven or not. And I said, yes, you still be going to heaven, but you won't have many rewards or whatever. So um, you can read, actually read that in the Disciples or Me book. And then you can read, I downloaded another book today that I'm, I started um, early this morning. Um, it's called, it's called Believer's Payday. Yes, the Believer's Payday. If you want to know about rewards in heaven, read about the believer's believe payday. So maybe one day we'll do a teaching on all this stuff or whatnot, but um, just kind of a start here. And to learn about different civilizations that were going on in Genesis, you just read about a lot of um, ancient, it's always, it's called A&E, so ancient Near Eastern civilizations. You can do a Google search on that. You can learn about um, all the civilizations that were kind of around during Abraham and Noah time and all that stuff. Um, we just never really put it together. I know I took a class in, in high school about, you know, Near Eastern history, and it just never dawned on me the importance of it until I got older and put it together in a puzzle of how they were around during that time, but you just don't see it in the Bible because of how focused and how narrow the Bible is um, concerning just talking about God's plan of salvation or whatnot. Um, so yeah, those, that's, some, that's a book. Um, these are books that I definitely, um, will suggest. Um, so as I go on throughout this course, of course, I'll have more books. I'm always reading something. Uh, oh, this one. Hold on. Let me, let me go back here because I grabbed this one off the shelf. I read this one in Bible college. So this one's called The Divine Conspiracy, Dis Discovering Our Hidden Life in God. So don't let the title throw you off because it threw me off. I was like, no conspiracy. Eh, nah. But it's, it's, a, it's, a really good, it's a really good read. But I definitely encourage you when you read, I, I give this... Um, not warning, but I give this cautious when you're reading different books like that to definitely do more research because all you're doing is reading commentaries about certain topics from people. So like with, with commentary, all you're doing is getting their viewpoints of things. They've done research and they're doing their viewpoints. So it's really important that you continue to study more so you can um, develop your own uh, your own viewpoint um, instead of saying, oh, according to, you know, Professor Wheeler, he said this. No, you get to a point where you have your own conviction. Um, when you're studying, when you're praying, doing a lot of, please do a lot of praying when you decide to go this route. Um, so you, so the Lord, he, he's, he's the ultimate truth. God knows the ultimate truth. And we have the, uh, the Holy Spirit, who is the giver of truth inside of us. And he will, he will let us know yeah. when people are off and when things are off. So you have to really uh, not just read, but actually pray, yes. develop yeah. um, a prayer life, meditate, yeah. things like that. Okay? Because I've read some off authors. I was like, no, throw that out. Like, no, don't, don't read that. Because his, his viewpoint is this or whatever. And it's always good to know their viewpoint of stuff. Okay. So that was my commercial. Okay. So any, <laughs> any other questions?
That was a good question. Thank you. And I'll make sure whatever book I, I read um, when developing this, this course or whatever, um, I'll make sure to share it with you all. Because I have no problem sharing my, my information with you all. So, okay. Let's get back in because I got like six minutes. So I, I really want to finish this real quick. Um, let's go. All right, back. Now we're going to talk about inspiration. So, inspiration is God's thoughts understood in human language. Those so are God breathed. Um, biblical inspiration is the doctrine in theology that states that that the authors and editors of the Bible were led or influenced by God, resulting in their writings being designated as the word of God. So all scripture is God-breathed and is useful for teaching, um, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every um, good work. Um, so the equation that I like to use is a holy God plus an unholy man equals God's written word. So you, when you begin to study more, when you get deeper um, into, into um, studying the Bible, you, under, you will see like different writing styles um, of, of the authors. Like today, I was studying um, the book of Mark. Um, when, when coming up, I didn't like the book of Mark. I felt like he was just zooming through the information and not really giving you uh, as much information as Mar, um, as Matthew and Luke. So I will always kind of skip over Mark. But today I actually studied the book of Mark. And um, in, in, I guess when you, when you read the book of Mark, you have to understand who he's writing to. Um, each gospel have their own audience. Like Matthew was writing to the Jews. Right. Luke, um, was he was writing to the uh, uh, Mark was written was writing um, to the Romans mm -hmm. that was his audience or whatnot. So you have to understand that in that time the Greco Romans they like actions. That's when you see all the um, theatrics and stuff during that time. Mm -hmm. You get all the gods and stuff, so they like action. And so God, um, so Mark he had to write. Um, the scriptures in a way where he he would hop from from scene to scene or whatever, and so you will see in his book you will see all the word like straightway all the time or immediately. You will right. see that during his transitions in scripture because he ha he had to keep the reader on their seat. Mm -hmm. So that's why he skipped. Uh, well, one of the reasons he skipped the genealogy of Jesus. Jesus first, he was talking to um, the Romans, the Gentiles. Like, they didn't want to hear that. They didn't want to hear about this long list of Jesus. They didn't want to hear that. They wanted to hear the, um, Mark. He positioned Jesus Christ as being a superhero, this yeah. action person. Um, yeah. he, he was always doing things. He was always in action. He wasn't just a... a a savior that just spoke. He was a person that was. So that's why um, Mark he moved so quickly in scripture. So that 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 right there um, is inspired by God. The way that it is written to um, for that for that historical audience, which is um, which is the Romans or whatever. 
And so he wrote it for them to, to actually, you know, grasp and to understand. So if he would have wrote it the way that Matthew wrote it, they would have threw it to the side. Because they were like, oh, this, this, just Jesus ain't about nothing. Mm-hmm. And so it's all about different writing styles that you will see when you really start doing what is called hermeneutics. And that would be hermeneutics is the art, the science, the spiritual acts of interpretation or whatever. So when you get into that, that's when you begin to analyze different studies. So um, in inspiration, it wasn't like God was making them as a robot. God would move the men and women of God to write scriptures, to write, hey, Paige, I got you down here in class. (laughs) Um, uh, to, To write scriptures and things like that. Um, so you will see them kind of written in different, different ways in various ways. And that was part of the inspiration process or whatnot. My phone is on, so I just hear everything. It's all good page. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see here. Let me go. Nope. Let's see here. On me let's go back to the PowerPoint here. So we get two more minutes here. So I want to not be so long. Okay. So that's with, um, let me see here. Let me go back real quick. So I think I did that. Uh, yeah, I did that. So no human author is original is the originator of God's word. So um, were, were, the, were the human authors aware that they were being carried on by the Holy Spirit? Um, when Paul wrote his letters, um, when Moses wrote uh, what he wrote, was he aware? Sometimes there's evidence in the Bible that the human author is aware that they're being carried along by the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Uh, when God said, uh, write this down, the mm-hmm. human author is aware that they are, they are, um, that they are writing it down. Like this is, if it's of um, importancy. So like when God told Jeremiah to write, um, God, um, Jeremiah gave the scrolls to the King, um, after he wrote down all this stuff and then the King cut them up and threw them in the fire. Um, and after he threw them in the fire, threw, threw that stuff in the fire, I didn't put it on my slides. Um, after he threw that stuff in the fire, God told Jeremiah to write it again. So there are instances in scripture when you see God tell tell um, the men um, to write when Moses was um, told to write because the people had questions on uh, Moses. Why are we following you? Why why did you take us out to you know take us out of Egypt? So so. Moses was inspired by God to write the book of Genesis, the book of Exodus, um, parts of, you know, of, uh, you got Leviticus and Numbers. He wrote the Torah because he was answering a question from the people. God was telling them, okay, my people want to know, so write this down or whatever. So um, you will see instances in scripture that, um, that God told the, the prophets and the writers to write. Okay, so quickly. Verbal plenary inspiration um, means God's inspiration extended to the very words of scripture. Um, Plenary inspiration says that every part of the Bible is fully inspired, not merely the parts that have to do with our salvation. Um, Verbal plenary inspiration does not mean that God um, turned his writers into robots. The biblical authors used their own free expression and God's providentially guided their lives so that they would choose the words that conveyed his truth. So that's what I was talking about earlier, how God um, used their free expression to write down the truth. So illumination, this is the teaching 
of the Holy Spirit, whereby he reveals things of God to believers um, through his word. Um, now, because the Bible is a spiritual book, it can only be understood with the aid of um, the aid of the Holy Spirit. So illumination is more than is more than um, intellectual ascent. The Spirit's goal, the Holy Spirit's goal in illumination is to move um, is to move believers to a greater level of trust in the Lord Jesus Christ and to train a believer's heart in obedience by wow. overcoming the carnal nature. Um, it should be noted that illumination is only available to those who have been regenerated, so those who are born again. Um, we have the capacity to know the mind of God. So that's why... Based, uh, one of the reasons why the Bible was even written just to know the mind of God and to know his plan, you know, of salvation and things like that. Um, see, do I have that scripture? No, I don't have it. Um, but I will. Okay, okay, I did reference it. First Corinthians 2, 9 through 16 um, talks about, um, I, I thought I put it in a slide, but I didn't. It says, um, things which I have seen in ears not having heard of which you have um, not entered into the hearts of man, all that God has prepared for those who love him. For to us, God revealed them through the spirit. For the spirit searches all things, even the depths of God. For who among men knows the thoughts of man, except the spirit of, of the man, which is in him. Even so, the thoughts of man, no one knows except um, the spirit of God. Now we have received... Um, not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, so that we may know the things freely given to us, um, which things we also speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in those taught by the spirit, combining spiritual thoughts with spiritual words. But a natural man does not accept the things of the spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, and he cannot understand them because they are not spiritually appraised. For he, had, for he who is spiritually appraised all things, yet he, yet he himself is appraised by none. Um, for he has known the mind of the Lord, that he will instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. Okay, so that was 1 Corinthians 2, 9 through 16. Okay, so um, Jesus said in, in John eight twenty eight, when you lift up the Son of Man, that you will know that I am he, and I do nothing of my own initiative, but I speak those things as the Father taught me. And he who sent me is with me, and he has not left me, for I always do the things that are pleasing to him. And he spoke these things, um, many came to him believe, believing in him. So it is our goal to get to to, to God and to be one with him, to get the mind of God. Jesus had the spirit and the word of God, and we must have the same. Jesus had so much to share with his disciples within the three years, but he assured them that there is one that comes after him that will continue to reveal the truth. Even when Jesus was about to leave, he said to them in John 16 and 12, I have so many things to say to you, but you can't bear them now. Um, to, um, that he shall speak of himself, but whoever should hear that he shall speak and he will show you things to come. He shall glorify, glorify me, he shall receive of mine and he shall show you. So that is um, kind of my lesson um, about revelation, illumination, inspiration. Um, yeah, all that. So um, any other questions that may have popped up? that you may have.
Hey, what are you doing? I know well, I kind of. For real, I think I might know how to get it out. Um, but I, I really want no, you like, to kind of go back and, and read it. Yeah, some uh, references. I know in the survey book it talks a lot about the, the dispensations and things like that. So. Um, the next, after, after I teach the introduction to the Bible, we're going to talk about the Bible study methods. And we'll get, we'll get into more of the illumination and things like that, um, especially when you're reading scripture, how God reveals um, what he was saying in various scriptures and things like that. So, um, any other, any questions or anything like that? Or aha moments or what have you? Mm -hmm. We're good. Mm -hmm. All right, Saints. I hope y'all still alive. I'm glad y'all came back. So, I mean, some was talk good. All right, so here's the attendance that I have. Um, I have Tracy, Ronnie, Dale, um, Eva, Shakai, Trish, Bobby, Sharon, uh, Latoya, uh, Tammy, Daryl, Xavier, and Paige, and Khalil. I see Khalil. Jamal's here too. Um, and Jamal, of course. If I see one, it's the other. Jamal. Um, anybody else? But I did not get. I think that was all of them. So, Jayla uh, said she was here too. Oh, Jayla, she don't count. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I got Jayla. Okay. Um, so yeah, I encourage you all to read the. This is you can find um, a lot of this in the introduction. He, he just kind of gave kind of a, a vague definition of this stuff. So I, when I was reading it, I'm like, well, I want for the people to understand these terms or whatever. So, cause it's written on a college level. So it was already like, you have an understanding of this stuff, but I want to make sure that you all have an understanding of it. So that's why I'm kind of going this way or whatever. So next week we will hit uh, what is the Bible. We're going to talk about um, what is the Tanakh and all that stuff, the Torah and things like that. So I think that's still in the introduction, um, but we're really going to, to break it down next week. So definitely read that. You can start on chapter one if you want to. I think uh, chapter one is about Old Testament, the formation of Old Testament and New Testament. Um, but you can start reading that as well. Um, yeah, make sure you get the charts, the, the slides are in Dropbox, um, so the video will be posted on the site so you can look at it again or whatnot, so, um, if there aren't any questions or comments or things like that, um, I will pray, I will pray out, okay? So we're good? Everybody good? Good class, Elder. Glory to God to the highest. There's a lot of work, y'all. <laughs> a lot of work. I've been working on this since January, actually before that. So I've been, I've been really working on this. I want to make sure that I'm teaching this right and God is really good. All right. Um, let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this day. God, you are uh, the God who possesses all things, oh God. You are the God who holds uh, revelation that you were... Uh, so gracious to us to share um, who you are and to share um, in your glory, Father. And we thank you, oh God, that even though in our um, ratchet nature, in our 
disobedience, you still have a desire to commune with us, God. And for that, oh God, um, we give you the glory. We give you the honor. We give you the praise, God. Um, God, as we, as we grow in you, as we begin to mature in you, Father, I pray, oh God, that um, we will continue to have a hunger to know more about you. Um, for I'm understanding every time we learn more about you, there's another part of you that you have yet to reveal. There's more about you that, um, that we can know. So, Father, I pray for the hunger. I pray, God, that you will stir up stir up um, the hunger of these disciples, oh God. I thank you, God, for allowing them to take their time, you know, throughout the day um, to know more about you. And God, I pray, oh God, that you will continue to raise us up as disciples and that we will be able to touch other people, whether it be in casual conversation, but more, God, in our, in our deeds, in our acts, and how we carry ourselves daily, God. Um, that is the evidence, God, that we are your disciples is how we walk and talk, oh God. So God, clean, cleanse up our, clean up our conversation, clean up our lives, oh God. So when people see us, they know that there is a hierarchy and we can profess and confess and to, um, to witness to them about the God who is all eternal, immortal, invisible, the, the wise God, the true and living God that you are, Father. Um, so God, we bless you and we honor you. So bless everybody in their perspective places and I pray, oh God, that um, they will continue to grow and to seek you. Um, God, we give you all the praise glory, and honor. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you all next week. You're welcome. I'll Thank you for you your labor. Amen. Amen. My cash app. No, I'm joking. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I have to offer basket around. No, I'm joking. Um, so uh, I, I definitely thank you all for coming, and so uh, love you guys. So you guys have, you guys have a good night. Bye -bye. Okay. Bye -bye. Bye -bye. Bye -bye. Love everybody. Have a good night.